Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly place to find the odd, the obscure, the weird, all these things that we find in our universe that surrounds us, uh, hopefully can be found here. We certainly try. And uh, happy to have another great episode for you all. But before we get to that, I want to introduce to to my co-pilot, Mr. Adam, the Professor BB. How are you, sir? I am well. Thank you very much, Smiling Sensei. Uh, doing really well. Speaking of Smiling Sensei, you just got back from yet another year trip. You're always taking trips. I'm, I'm never yeah. going anywhere. But, well. Uh, and it could be a metaphor for life. No. But... Um, <laughs> You just got back from another one of your uh, Aikido conferences. Yes. Yeah, yeah we had a, a nice seminar in Salt Lake City, um, uh, home of our uh, our correspondent, uh, Miss Bobby. Um, yeah. I did not get a chance to hook up with her. These things are crazy. I never have time to do anything. So, uh, but it was uh, it was good. Uh, we were talking a little bit off air. I don't travel as well as I did <laughs> when I was in my twenties. That is apparently clear to me. Couldn't be more clear, in fact. Uh, but yeah, so I am still recovering. Basically, how it went down is we left the Wednesday before uh, the seminar. We got to, and we drove, by the way, we drove. We drove uh, from Oklahoma to uh, Salt Lake City up through Denver, which was beautiful, uh, really nice. Like, I never really went that way, I don't think. I don't think I've gone through, like, there's Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, that's kind of like a big, you know, place to go see if you're around that area. It's just a cool little town. Um and then we pulled into Salt Lake on uh, Thursday evening. I thought, well, that'll give me enough time to climatize, get used to the, you know, because it's 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 desert over there, so the dryness and and all the things that come along with that. And then uh, we started training on Friday, and I immediately started cramping up. I mean, not immediately, but like about an hour and a half into it, man, I was. My stomach was cramping. Uh, my body started, like my, you know, my my calf muscles and stuff started to cramp a little bit. So you know how that feels. Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah. Then it then it just became me. Like, see the pro- the other problem is with me. I don't know how, how you get when you travel, but sometimes um, my stomach just gets in knots. I just it's yeah. like my body knows that like you know you're you're away from the home shitter as it were. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? You're in preservation yeah. mode. Um, so I, it was like, I couldn't drink enough water, you know, like right. my stomach just wouldn't let. So all weekend long, it was me just kind of like trying to nurse water down and eat a banana or two. Um, right. and it, it, but anyway, we ended on, on Sunday. It was a great time. And then we drove back and we decided to drive back in one go, which is, 
It's a 17-hour drive without stops. So oh, man. it was literally like I think I was up for about 28 hours um, uh, hallucinating a little bit. Um, and then it took me like two days just to catch up on sleep. You know, and I still didn't feel good uh, the third day. But anyway, uh, that being said, it was a success. A success. We had a good time. Um, Salt Lake City is a uh, a nice little town. If you guys haven't been, please. Uh, you know, all the surrounding mountains and all the stuff there is to do outside. If you're an outdoorsy type person, it's pretty incredible. The weather was phenomenal, man. Like their their leaves are, I would say almost to peak maybe you know maybe another week or two and they'll be peaked out but yeah it was nice man i had a good time what have you been up to man dude i've just been uh just been working and you know i've been trying to get into this the uh the spooky uh, season spirit um and you know of course that is always you know watching horror movies yeah and, and shows and stuff and i've been watching uh, fear been benching fear of the walking dead nice how is that man it's you know uh, i had avoided it for a while because it was i heard mixed reviews right is what i had and i thought it was only like it only went like two three seasons but i was wrong it went out it apparently went eight and uh um so i kind of like ran through my course of the other stuff that i've wanted to watch i love zombie movies um and, and but I've pretty much seen all the good ones. Yeah. So I was like, well, all right, I'll give it a shot here. We, you know, Fear the Walking Dead. And I tell you what, man, um, it is about I would Walking Dead is as everybody knows. I think it's a, as a drama and as a, as, as a zombie apocalypse thing. That's it's it's basically it's an A. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then and equal to it is the is Black Summer. Uh, which was on Netflix, which is an A, maybe even an A plus. Right, right. I gotta be yeah. honest with you. Right. Um, but um, what Fear of the Walking Dead is it's a solid B. Nice. Uh, it's nice. it's it's got some really interesting characters in it. Um, Who's in it from the original? Is it is it a is there anybody in it from the original? Yeah. Now there are, and it's, it's I guess well it's not so much a spoiler alert, but later on about um, fourth and fifth season, you get a couple of people from the original pop up. Okay. Um, but they're not like the main cast. They're kind of main cast. Like the uh, if you remember Morgan, uh, who actually is from the first episode. He's the guy that took in. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, I just blanked on his name. The main guy is yeah. not Shane, but um, Rick. Rick. He's the guy who saved yeah. Rick. He and his son saved Rick. Um, oh, so he comes back. He's Yeah, and he comes back later in the regular Walking Dead series, and he learns how to be a badass with a bow and becomes, okay. you, know, you like the stick, the bow. Nice, you know? nice. And he's uh, got a non-kill philosophy, and he's kind of this monk kind of almost like thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then at one point, he, he leaves Alexander and wanders off, and then he comes in uh, right there at the fourth season, and he becomes one of the, the central characters in that. Okay, nice. And then one of the uh, the uh, one of uh, of uh, Negan's group, uh, the guy named Dwight, uh, with, who got his face all burned on the half, uh, he pops up. Okay. And, in it, and uh, um, 
but that's so so far that's all the people that I remember um, being you know in both. That's cool. Um, but uh, it's but it's really good, man. It's like a lot of great characters. Uh, there's great char- characters with really great story arcs. Um, you know, like there's uh, it's, it starts off with a family of like four. Uh, well, kind of an ex- well. I guess it, you can, <laughs> it starts off with an extended family of nine, um, but it's like a mom, her and her son and daughter, and then her boyfriend, and then uh, his ex-wife and their son. Okay. And then these people, this uh, um, this mother and this father and then daughter, grown daughter, who's. Uh, Shop, a haircutting place, haircut, the barbershop, they that the dad and the, his daughter and the ex wife and the son hit in. So, anyway, it starts off with these nine people basically. Okay. In the is first, it, is it like the same time frame as Walking Dead? Well, yes, but it starts like before it happens. Oh, okay, okay, so, so it, like a prequel or so. Of yeah, it, well, no, no, it starts like because remember, uh, Walking Dead, like basically, it starts before. And then all of a sudden, Rick wakes up, and it's right. or it's everything. He's, it's he's like in the it. initial wave has happened. Right, right, right. You know. So, right. but this is you get to see as everything is ramping up and cool. developing, and it starts off on the West Coast in LA. Oh, okay, cool. And then they go down into like Mexico. Oh, cool. And they come back up. Okay. And then they're in Texas and Oklahoma, and nice. like so, it's it's really, it's it's good. It's That's worth. Cool. It is I'll worth check it shot. out. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I recommend it. You know, it's sure. just, it's worth a shot. But it's, the result of this, though, is that I've not been having uh, very good restful night sleeps because <laughs> I have such <laughs> intense dreams yeah. uh, and like I in you know kind of kind of nightmares kind of scenarios. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you know, I've got to I got to take a break every couple of days because like give your brain a rest. Yeah, dude, because, and it's just, and it's not even, it's not the gore, it's not the zombie parts, it's just the intensity of the stories and the people in it and all of that stuff. Sure, sure. Well, we got an intense one for you today. We've got a great guest with us today, and she she has a really interesting life. Uh, She has some interesting stories, and we can't wait for you guys to meet Annie. That's right, Annie joining us from the, uh, the the town, the city that never sleeps. Uh, wait, no, not not that one. The city of neon lights and gambling and Elvis. Uh, Viva Las Vegas! Annie is joining us from Viva, from Vegas. Viva Las Vegas! Uh, Annie, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. What's your weird story? <laughs> I think I have a weird life. All really. right. All, All right. right. Cool. Fantastic. Cool. That's our, our favorite people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll fit right in. So I, I, my weird story, I think, should begin in 2016 when I was deployed with the United States Army. Okay. Uh, I was in the National Guard, got deployed. I go to Kuwait. I land in Kuwait. And I felt stuff on my body. Like it, it, I, I thought it was prayer in the air. I didn't really know what it was, but it felt pressure uh, in a, a sensory way, mm-hmm. touching my skin. And I thought, oh, well, I've never really been in a fully Muslim 
country. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's prayer in the air. That was my logical conclusion because I didn't know what else to think. Mm. And uh, and then through the deployment, I would hear these voices, this sort of clear cognizant voice of go left or walk down that path. So when you have voices in your head, you don't go to the chaplain and you don't go to mental health when you're on a deployment. That's just, that's that's not going to end well. Yeah. 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 And so that seemed to give the voices permission because I wasn't telling anybody. So they would, and then I would also feel this pushing on my shoulders as if I were a little kid and there, there happened to be a parent behind me nudging me to go in the appropriate direction. Okay. So I'd come into the chow hall, I'd get my food, and there's a split, like a, a wall going straight down the giant chow hall. So it's it feeds thousand a thousand people. Okay. And I would want to go sit with my friends on the right. And I would feel my hand my shoulders, like hands on my shoulders push me and pivot my body to the left. Hmm. And so I'm having conversations, I'm walking with my food tray, I'm going down the chow hall what do you want me to do? Right. <laughs> the internal questions like, what, what, but I don't want to be here. I want to be on the other side and, it, and I'm feeling the push. And then I would see a soldier sitting by themselves and awkwardly not thinking anything about it. I would just sit next to them cause I didn't know what else to do. In fact, and that happened many, many times I would go to sit with my friends and I'd get pushed to the left or I'd get pushed to the right on one side of the chow hall to the other. And fast forward, those those pushes uh, connected me with people that were sitting by themselves or that uh, maybe perhaps needed to be with someone. And I mm-hmm. presented the opportunity. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. Is this a normal part of your experience in life to have these feelings and these uh, these uh, conversations? Now it's my full-time job. Okay. <laughs> I teach people how to honor those promptings and the, and the voices, uh, okay. and let's find out where those voices are coming from. And but that was that was my kindergarten introduction to what I do now was okay. my deployment. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. and it's got very weird. Okay. Wow. Very wow. Amazing. So you were were you there as part of like combat, or was it just kind of, or what were you, what was your role there, if you don't mind? I was field finance for the support operations uh, segment of the brigade. So we would move millions of dollars, and then I would go fly into Iraq, to Taji, Baghdad, wherever, and count the money to make sure it landed where it needed to go. Right. Okay. That's good. That's That's interesting. Especially. That's interesting. Yeah. That within itself is a whole book, I'm sure. Oh, Oh, yeah. We were flying in one time into a Marine camp. And we were getting shot at. Our plane was getting shot at. And the voice in my head said, you're going to be fine. Enjoy the ride. So <laughs> combat landing, Whoa. people were speaking out. Their hands are on, like, the nuts of the C-130. And I'm just smiling because the voice said I was going to be fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. And we were fine. We were fine. We didn't. Really, it didn't penetrate the plane, so I didn't get my combat action badge, which would have been, you know, kudos in the military. And, mm-hmm. And, and and now the voices have become my friends, and they help me understand people when they come in as clients for trauma work and wow. other other deep metaphysical things. So when you're in the mess hall and you're like you're getting nudged and you're getting pushed to sort of sit with these people, is that are you starting to um, get the picture of what 
whatever is is trying to guide you toward these people? Are you starting to understand that right away, or does this take time? Oh, no, that took almost the entire deployment. I'm still, I was, every time, what do you, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in a scary way. It wasn't, it wasn't how sometimes people in a religious perspective might take it to an extreme and say, oh, yeah, demons or spirits. or It wasn't that. It was just, I wasn't getting the full set of instructions. I was just mm-hmm. being sent in a direction. Right. Yeah. And And would you call, would you call that, clairvoyant a clairvoyant um thing that you're experiencing like is that would that fit that definition i wasn't seeing anything for it to be clairvoyant but it was clairsentient in that i was feeling claircognizant in that i was knowing Mm. they had just opened up so if we call it a spiritual awakening those capabilities were opening during my deployment so i there was no set of instructions given to me or gotcha. a warning order of this is coming in. Yeah. It was it just arrived. Wow, and so and and, and you had no nothing like this pre, prior in in life uh, before. You you're just all of a sudden you're in this high stress situation in a foreign country in a war zone, and it's just like hey, nudge nudge. Know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Well, I had imaginary friends, probably okay. when I was three and four, but my parents told me that I was, they were imaginary, so... Right, right, yeah, yeah, as we often do. <laughs> yeah, but these are the same, this is the same energy that when I asked for a divorce after I came back from my deployment, my, my, I asked for a divorce from my now ex-husband, and he started dating 24 hours later. <laughs> so oh, wow. Oh, it boy. Was, it was, it was, it, it was... And so he would be talking to his girlfriend as loud as he could because he was going to prove to me he didn't need me and he, you know, he could move on. And so he would talk really loud with his girlfriend. And I had moved into the guest room. I let him have the master bedroom. And he would be in the in the walk-in closet because he was so loud it was obnoxious. Yeah. And there were times I'd sneak out of the guest room. I'd walk across the loft. I'd put my my ear to the wall to to listen in on what they were talking about. And the air conditioner would go on. Then walk back to my bedroom. <laughs> I'd, sit, I'd wait for the air conditioning to go off. I'd sneak back out. Put my, as soon as my ear went to the wall, the air conditioning went on again. <laughs> that that tempo, it, it became an up tempo. Mm. It got faster and louder. The, the the as the days went on, weirder and weirder things started yeah. happening. Like, um, I I. I I left that house. We had a brand new house. I walked away from that house. I moved into the house that I'm in now. It was our rental property at the time. And I had no furniture. I'm on crutches. I had knee surgery from jumping. I say jumping out of airplanes. I didn't jump out like aerosol. I jumped off with 100 pounds of gear, 18 inches, out the back of a C-130 in Taji. And you have to run. You got to get off the flight line because you're going to get shot at. So. I didn't have the knee strength or the ankle strength to jump mm. with that much weight and run without causing some damage. So I came back with some damage. And I remember wishing, I, I, I wish I have, I had a brown leather sectional because I had no furniture and I walked mm. away from all this new stuff. That was on a Friday. By Monday, I got an email from one of the nonprofits that I worked with saying, hey, this organization is donating all of this furniture from this mansion. They're doing a revamp. 
and they are donating it's like a hundred thousand dollars worth of furniture would you like any of this <laughs> it's like yes wow. that brown leather sectional i would like that <laughs> that's great that's amazing that is so yeah. you so these things start happening and you start paying more attention to these occurrences in your life oh yeah yeah by by the time by the time we got to the point where I was trying to get my ear to the wall and listen to my ex-husband, I was very, I was aware that something was, there was something much bigger playing with me. Right, right. I was playing in a bigger sandbox. Where did Now, were you able to, how did you deal with that? Like, I know you, you mentioned that you really couldn't talk to anybody while you were overseas, but like, how do you start talking <clears throat> to other people with these kinds of experiences? Like, how do you navigate that whenever these things are happening to you. I mean, I'm sure you're trying to research on what this is that you're dealing with. How, how, what did that look like for you? At the time that was 2017 at the time I was dealing with PTSD. I was a lot of the combat, the residual of coming back from a deployment. I, I don't know that I was really focused on just that metaphysical component at the time. It, it wasn't until probably 2018 when it got a little stronger that I really started to pay attention and started to study, mm. study what was happening. I was having visions. I was having um, a lot more of the manifesting occurring by 2018. And then by 2019, um, my friend passed away in February of 2019 she came to me in a vision. Mm. She, I walk, I walked her across what we'll call across the bridge. I use mm-hmm. different language, but that's, uh, uh, the audience can understand that. I walked her across and then she would, she came back to me two more times in my dreams to show me that she was okay. And that was the first time I'd ever communicated with someone that crossed over so much so that when we were in the funeral home, I'm with her husband and her daughters and we're picking out the flowers. I heard her say they wanted to get her purple and white. And she's like, don't get the white. The white will wilt. I want the yellow. So I repeated what I heard. <laughs> wow. And that was the first time I had had a human in my head. Oh, wow. She told me which dress she wanted. She wanted the lavender dress. They buried her in the lavender dress we, she stood with me in the back of the church the day of her, her funeral. Um, she was very excited. She kept interfering with the different churches that her husband was trying to connect to because she wanted the bishop. And she finally got the church that had the bishop. Wow. wow. <laughs> we got the bishop. Wow. So, <laughs> that was early 2019. Wow. Okay, and, okay. Okay. Let's stop there. Let's, let's, there's, there's a lot to unpack in there too. Yeah. Um, did you did you speak to the family about these things? I mean, obviously you did because you buried her in the dress that she was wanting. What was their reaction to that at that time? I don't know that I said, I don't know that it came out of my mouth, your mom wants this. Okay. Right. It was more of, I think she would prefer this. Okay. Right. So it was very subtle because I... So you're I, not saying, hey, your mom's talking to me right now. Okay. No, no. And gotcha. I don't know that they could have digested that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. I'm sh- that's a that's a that's an aspect of this that I I don't think about because I'm not in that I don't have that ability 
But the way you word things and how you bring these things up to people like must be super important. Yeah. Yeah, especially at like a funeral, I would think, because that's such already um, high emotions are there yeah. anyway. Um, and, you know, we all, we, you know, we, we want to believe in, you know, an afterlife, something after, you know, but at the same time, it's not, you know, doesn't seem like great protocol to be just like. In a it's okay. Church. Yeah, it's okay. Here we are in a church. It's okay. Your mom's here. She says this, right. not this. But some you people, know, I would think, would do that. Don't you think? Like some people, like would do that to pull attention to themselves. Oh, I, sure. I could yeah. see that, yeah. and that's 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 a great. I'm just saying what you what you did there. I think is is the way to do it for sure. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. good call. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have. I I was also taking it in myself. I, right. It's not like I had been doing it for 20 years. I was crying in the back of the church and she's standing next to me and, and I'm crying because I'm in awe of this experience that I'm having for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's since uh, multiplied through my clients. Um, do we want to get, do we want to go a little deeper in of the course. wheel? Yeah, 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 oh, we yeah. want to go as deep as you would like to go for sure. That's right. So early, I'm, I'm pretty tall. So I mean, I can keep my water, keep the water up pretty good. So yes, yeah, go deep. So I've been that was early 2019, and and I then got into quantum healing hypnosis technique with Dolores Cannon's work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and during you have to do 50 free sessions, and so I was having a session with a woman. I had met her in a coffee shop. She's like, yeah, I'll do. I'll be one of your free people. I'm talking to her. Her voice completely changes. She's in the deep state. Her voice is vibrating so much. It's this. We are so glad you <laughs> you are doing this. And I'm thinking, cool, but whoa. Whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wow. And and that session opened my eyes and, and and I'm glad I read all of her books. I read most of her books before this because if I had just if I went straight into diving into QHHT without reading the books, I wouldn't have had the thousands of pages of transcripts to be calm in it because that was I could feel the energy bouncing off of this little woman's body as she's vibrating how she's speaking to me. Mm. And they were very, they were very glad that I was doing this work. And okay, so that's that's 2019. Earlier this year, I have this this uh, alien group. We're going to connect with aliens, and we actually travel to these different planets to speak with these different races, galactic races. And in the middle of the session, the lead instructor that I'm observing in my in this class that that is part of my company. We had a class. She was the lead instructor. She was preparing to take it over. The council of nine comes in and interrupts us and has a message for me. So it sort of hijacked the class and is telling me about the relationship that I'm going to be having with them and the involvement that we're going to participating. And that wouldn't have been strange so much in that setting, except Shortly before that, I was with a private client in a private session. We're working with her, and 
she starts, her hands just start convulsing. Her whole body is just pulling in this energy so deeply and she starts channeling the council of nine. So they're, they're, they were bringing messages in and they were coming in and we had, I had to stop it because it was not appropriate during private clients. So now we offer it once a month. I come on once a month. We do it on TikTok. The audience can watch. It's pretty low key. Mm. And then we come off TikTok we already have the established connection with them, and then they give me whatever information they need to give me. But since January, at least once a month, they give me mission updates mm. on what I'm going to be doing. Oh, wow. So we've got the Council of Nine. Who are, what is the, yes. this Council of Nine? Yes. Uh, this one's a new one for us. Yep. So the Council of Nine are they're a seventh dimension collective. Okay. So look, and I look at math. So length with height, 3D, length with height time, length with height time space. So they're a seventh dimension collective that oversee what our common language would call spirit guides. Okay. So they train the spirit guides to oversee and support us as humans. Uh, but but think of it like a Rubik's cube that has six sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we have different colors on each side. Think of those as functions. So my involvement with the Council of Nine is just one side of that cube. Mm. It's yep. just the spirit guide and the guidance and the helping people step deeper into their purpose. But the other sides, we might have seen them with the Law of One and Ra. That's the Council of Nine. So depending on the the person's mission or reason for being here, Mm-hmm. determines which facet of the council that connects with the people. Okay. So mine has to do with helping people step deeper into who they are. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the first time we've yeah. at least heard the t- that that name or that terminology as far as, like, you know, but... Uh, is that connected to the healing practice that you study? So what I do... I, I learned quantum healing hypnosis technique, but what I do is I create my own modalities to help people experience their own healing without having to suppress the mind. Okay. So I don't use hypnosis in my my practice when we're doing it on TikTok. I tap in and I support them much like a coach would would support a sports athlete. So I'm in the body feeling it and then guiding the person to move their own energy so that they're enhancing who they are. And in doing so, they will heal. We'll go back through the timeline. We'll use a fourth dimensional modality. So I, I use what I call the mural method. We go into a fourth dimensional state with my energy. I'll raise their vibration. And we travel back in time and we talk to their younger self as a separate entity, not oh, wow. the first person. And that separate entity has their own identity. So sometimes we have the younger self and the current self arguing about reality, and the younger self will say, that's not what happened. That's how you're remembering it. That is not what just happened. And we have to correct the the um, the glitch in the memory, because over time we remember it differently and we revise yes. it. Yeah. And this is the original document saying that is not contained in this original document. Interesting. So by doing that, we heal a lot of the trauma. Mm. that people experience because I can come in, I can step into that younger self, move the energy so it doesn't settle and become 
the trapped trauma or trapped energy in the physical right. body, and we relieve relieve it from the timeline rather than just the physical body. Wow, is that something that takes like time to do, like like uh, years or you know, like multiple sessions to do this type of work? No, no. okay. Sometimes I can do it in twenty minutes on TikTok. Wow! 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 That's a that's amazing. I, I can't do multiple years where, as a one-hour private session, usually when people are doing that kind of work, they're they're part of a package, and we're having six sessions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're doing one or two points in the timeline each session, but on TikTok, I can do one small point in the timeline, like a specific date. Gotcha. That's amazing. So someone would come to you and say, uh, you know, X happened on this day, uh, and I, you know, uh, I want I, well, it's affected me this way or something. How 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 does that how does that happen? How does that you know, like, what's the, the I guess the process? Uh, it's usually people coming and they're not even considering that it is it is timeline trauma. They're just looking at a physical ailment. I have fibromyalgia. I have um, arthritis. I have mm-hmm. colitis or something mm-hmm. in their body and the doctors can't understand where it's coming from or how to, how to do anything other than manage the symptoms. Right. So when we go in, I'll scan the spine because the spine, the spine is the filing cabinet system. Wherever, where each each vertebrae has nerves, and each nerve goes to different organs. So, if I can see where the bulging filing cabinet is, that tells me there's too much data trauma, like inflammation. And then I'll go in, and then I can gauge roughly what year, and I'll say what happened when you were five years old, and they'll say oh, wow. they'll tell me this happened. Okay, well that's where we need to go back to. Okay, to take the files out of that filing cabinet. Wow. Wow. That's super. Wow. That's super in depth. Yeah, very. And that's how long does it take? How long has it taken you to cultivate this style of doing what you do? Is it relatively quickly? All this stuff kind of formed for you, or did this take years of just practicing and figuring out what works best for you and your clients? I stumbled upon it. I was doing this on, I was in person only I, mm-hmm. before the pandemic. I didn't think I could do digital. I wasn't a uh, virtual. And of course, with the pandemic, everything shuts down. I'm a part of, I become a part of social media, which I hadn't been prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just walking people through different intuitive coaching. And so I, developed in a very short period of time, maybe three or four months, this method of taking them to what we call the black room. And that's a standard name that I use in my practice. And that's a safe room. So think of it as if you were walking up the stairs into a a cube, the inside Mm. of a cube, no doors, no windows. It's a safe room. And that's really safe for a lot of people to do trauma work is to be contained. So something said, have them walk through the wall. And so I took the person through the wall and we ended up in, in a memory from when they were in middle school playing football at at school. And that, that became the starting point for the mural. Wow. And that was 
mid to 2020. Okay. Man, that's amazing. That is, uh, that is, um, I think we've had a few, uh, mediums on and lately they've talked about, um, what realms or layers to, um, divinity or the spirituality aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And so now you're the third person within the last couple of months that's been speaking like, so we're learning. Adam and I are certainly, we, we don't, we don't know much about this. So that's why we ask so many questions because it's, it's interesting to us because it's not what we, it's not what we do, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm, we haven't been exposed to much of, you know, I, yeah. outside of, you know, maybe pop culture or, you know, some very basic level yeah. of beyond pop culture. But yeah, we, it's, it's certainly, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing in the sense that we are getting, uh, you know, well, we're getting our minds blown because this is all new territory. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, so you have, do you, you have, do you do a podcast or have you written books or anything? I wrote a book. It, I didn't publish it. It was, it was looking and examining all of the experiences in my life involving toxic masculinity. So mm-hmm. misogyny and subjugation and, and uh, sexism and um, injustice with my own family and the military and so on. And then I tied it back to psychology of this is what learned helplessness does. And this is what uh, internalized anger does to the body and how it, how it bleeds into the the environment. I wrote it perhaps more therapeutically for me to compile all of the many stories in my life, to Mm -hmm. see it in a collection, but I never published it, or at least I haven't published it yet because it's, it's not the right time yet. I gotcha. Yeah. I had a chiropractor that I used to go to. He passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Dr. Frank. He was a great, great guy. Um, but he was an old school guy, and he he was really into like, okay, your your body doesn't feel good, and physically this is how it presents itself to you. But like these little traumas that your body experiences over time, like you were talking about, you you. You, it starts to um, ingrain itself into the body, and, and and it's connected to these injuries and these things that happen over time. And that blew me away when he told me that, and it made so much sense to me. It started to make sense to me, I, I should say, at that time. Um, and and you, the older, you know, when the body starts to change over time, and you can't, it doesn't recover like it used to, and you you just brutalize yourself by, you know, um, even being too athletic at a point is is not good for the body. You need rest and you need those things, you know. So it's not about just being healthy, you know. It's about you know trying to balance everything. Um, I for me made that made a lot of sense to me when he when he spoke that way, and it it um, helped me look at my body differently, really. And the mind, the mind's yeah. impact mm-hmm. on the body. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a study done in the 70s. I forget who conducted it, where she took men and brought them to a cabin. And in the cabin, everything was decorated and and visually appeared to be from the 50s. So Time magazines from the 50s, the, no mirrors, 
so people couldn't see what yep. what they look like. And in this study, it brought back the highlights of these these men in their 50s. So they started acting like they were 20 years younger. Hmm. And the research found that when we're put into an environment that brings us back to our peak age or our peak performance years, that we can re- we can return back to that invigorated state yep. by removing the the measurements that we have that uh, validate our age. Mm. So the physical ailments reduced, they subsided, people felt healthier, they were experiencing more um, joy. Yep. And that was a breakthrough study back in the 70s. That's interesting. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. I have to bring this up only because you brought it up. And, <laughs> of and, course. and you, live, you live in Las Vegas. And recently there was a sighting in Vegas with the UFO situation. Yes. Do you have any on-the-ground like info that you can share with us about that incident? Do you know much about that incident? It's very strange. Um, you know, there's there's the camera footage from the police departments that were called to the house where they saw these these aliens. Do you know much about that story at all? Oh, it's interesting you bring that up because I have... When I do my TikTok lives, I then bring them over to my YouTube channel. And one of those videos on my YouTube channel is about the Council of Nine... And we asked them what was going on. It was a few days after that happened. Okay. And what they said was that this particular species or race had been visiting Earth for a very long time. We just didn't have the thinness of the veil to see them. Okay. So they were doing their job. They're coming, taking samples, looking at things. And then they are used to just going about their business and not being seen by humans. So... Humans saw them, they saw humans, and it was like when we, when two things see each other and they get scared at each other, yeah. that, that we, and that's what the, the news channels picked up for the footage, was these entities not knowing what to do because they're not supposed to be seen, but yeah. the veil is getting thinner and more and more people um, have that capability within them, but it was dormant. So as their dormancy is expiring and they're starting to awaken, they're able to see things they couldn't see prior. And so now we're shifting and changing a lot of the activity because the activity has been occurring. We just weren't, we weren't able to see that. Yeah. And so we're going to see more of that coming in the, in the next decade or so. I like the one there, the the one that tried to uh, 
hop on a tractor and drive away, but couldn't quite figure it out. <laughs> was that in Vegas? I think that was, is that the one in Vegas or was that, uh, was, uh, well, it was close to Vegas. It may okay. have been. Okay. But uh, it was around the same time. Um, I can't recall, but yeah, there it's, uh, I mean, we're seeing more and more of these, it makes sense that, you know, there's a thinning of the veil, I suppose, because we are seeing more and more uh, evidence of, you know, things, that, not miraculous things, but unusual things, bizarre things. Um, and, you know, even the government is having their uh, conversations about UFOs and what we know and, you know, what we know officially and what we know will tell everybody and, you know, what we'll claim we don't know. But a lot of interference with nuclear weapons. Have you noticed that? Right. Yeah. They seem to be drawn to those oh, yeah, areas. Yeah. 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 yeah well, <laughs> so what? What are your feelings on? You know, I mean, all this, all these things that we're starting to learn now. Um, you know, we we always talk about these things on the show because we, you know, we're we're both UFO people. We we've seen some weird things in our lives, and. Um, when these videos we're, start, yeah, go ahead. We're both people who have seen UFOs. We are not UFO people. Just well, yeah, 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 yeah. Clarify. Good, yeah, good, good clarification. Just to clarify. <laughs> we are not aliens, or maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe yeah, we does. are. Yeah, it's true. Who true, knows? True. Um, but it's always the it's always that thing where it's like, you know, I watch the press conferences. Of course, we share information with each other, and these stories that come out. And we've always had a gut feeling, of course, that all this has to be something. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't amount to nothing. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to see how this information comes out to us when it's filtered through, you know, some of the government talk. Um, do you feel like, I know that some people have different feelings on what they think that al the aliens are. Do you have a, uh, are these, are these creatures from different, um, timelines or uh, actual spaces in our universe that we can't get to? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, is it a multitude of things? It, yes. You're, you, if we go back to mathematical dimensions, we have different different entities from different dimensions for mm -hmm. different reasons. Like some want our resources. Some are really, really interested in human activity because this is the only place in, in many philosophies, earth is the only place where we have the depth of emotion. Mm -hmm. Shame doesn't exist on other planets. Mm -hmm. So to study humans is a very fascinating thing. And imagine uh, like anthropologists going into tribes in indigenous tribes you don't want to touch anything, but you want to be close enough to, to observe. Yeah. So we have entities doing that. We have entities that want our resources. And then we have entities that are a little bit more nefarious. But but that's not the common. Um, like with the nuclear weapons, we there are entities that have come in from other parts of our solar system to, to try to subside stupid. Right. In our government yeah. From initiating a nuclear war right because if earth explodes that impacts the orbital status of all of the planets in the solar system yeah, yeah. and so they have a a large interest in making sure that we don't self 
destruct. Right. Yeah. But it, it, that's my involvement. Is No, that's great. And that is a theory that we've tossed around mm-hmm. with each other. And, um, and with other guests too, is that, that idea, you know, in 19, you know, when the second world war started and, and we had the, you know, the, the bomb and, that's when they say that a lot of this UFO activity started to really catch. Not that it wasn't happening before, but it started to really show up around that period. Yeah. Um, and it makes, in, in my eyes or brain or whatever, it makes sense. That it could be, it's that, that's as logical of a conclusion as any other. Mm-hmm. It, we yeah. already have an asteroidal belt. We can't afford to have two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain, I mean, you know, when you get to, you know, nuclear power to, um, that there, that's a certain technological level that they, that it shows that we've gotten to, that we can harness the power, you know, atomic power, the power of the atom, you know, so there's a certain level of aptitude, scientific aptitude had to be reached to get to that point. Um, it's just unfortunate that the, our, our emotional, uh, uh, spiritual aptitude has not quite gotten there either, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're not as highly elevated there, uh, in, 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 as we are, uh, you know, in our ways, we're, we're not as elevated in the ways of, uh, embracing each other and loving than we are about, uh, being able to uh, destroy our, our enemies yeah. and ourselves along it, with destroying it. is easier than building. You know, destroying yeah. is easier yeah. than you know. That's one of the true facets of our um, whatever realm that we exist in right now. It's like, you know, that's one of those things that we. I think when I when I listen to people talk about this and we we think about these higher levels of understanding, like. For a lot of us, I'll put myself in this category. It, there, I get to a level where it's like you're talking about these things, and my head just explodes because I can't, my brain can't process it all. Uh, yeah. You know. But I like to do that too. You know. <laughs> That's not even getting into the conversation of the timelines. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I I do like you that. Bigger sandbox. I do like the idea of the layered time idea, you know, where like time is not linear, but it's layered and stacked on top of itself. And, you know, maybe, maybe some of these aliens that were, you know, being exposed to are, are humanoids from later, you know, like f- way further down the line that are able to access our timeline somehow. I don't know, but I like to think about it. Well, if we're, if we go into fourth dimension, right, that fourth variable, we can move through the timeline more fluidly. It's not fixed as tomorrow is 24 hours from now. When we go into fifth dimension, the length, width, height, time, space, what used to be a a cube in 3D becomes more of a disco ball. So time is not linear. So for someone to be in a fifth dimensional being to drop down into three, they have to have the precision to drop into three. But if they're fifth dimension, they're not playing on our timeline anyway in the way that we understand it. So if they time is more all at once, simultaneous, so multiple lifetimes are existing simultaneously. But if we shrink down in the dimensions, we then have to pick which one. Just like when we go from a cube that has six sides, 
we have to shrink down to a square to go into a 2D. We have to pick which of the six sides we want. Mm. That's what happens when we come up and down the timeline. But in fifth dimension, all this, if it's, it's 39 more cubes of information are available to us. Wow. So yeah. their understanding of time and our understanding of time do not match. Right. Yeah. 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 That's often about just, again, one thing I always talk about is our ability to perceive. And we are just because of the biological beings that we are and uh, our way of, of uh, getting information input is just limited to our senses uh, and, and our brain's ability right. to process yeah. those to things <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, um, you know, uh, it's it's limited. It's, it's faulty it's, hardware, man. You yeah. know, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. The, and the more that we learn about this, the more it makes me realize that. I think you know, to a certain point, like humans are, have, we've only evolved to a certain point, and then and like now we start get. Even though we've learned so much about religion, we've learned so much about our universe, we've learned so much about all these things that we can't touch. Um, because we don't, most people don't have, I would say most people don't have the ability like you do, where you're having a, like a conversation or a relationship with these things that no one else, you know, or a lot of people can't see. That's a special thing. I think that we get it sometimes as normal people through kindness or acts of kindness or, um, you know, a human interaction with one another, you know, but oftentimes the spiritual aspect, the spiritual realm is held from us. And so out of sight, out of mind, you know, I can't, I can't get there. So, you know, I can do my best to cultivate that within myself, but I'm not going to have the ability to talk to people like you do with that are, or, or entities that are, you know, I just, um, I don't have that ability. <laughs> I wasn't born with that. <laughs> It may not be your mission. Mother Teresa's job wasn't to talk to aliens. Yeah. As spiritual and as deeply connected as she was to the higher higher energy sources, her job was to impact humans at a three-dimensional level. Yeah. And that's most of us. Most of us are here to impact each other and help us walk ourselves home. Mine is to have a higher understanding so that I can work with thousands of different clients from with different missions, different walks of life, different purpose and traumas to help them walk home back to belonging and wholehearted living. So if their involvement includes higher dimensional things as part of their mission, their purpose for being here, then I have to meet them at their level where most of us, most humans, our jobs are just to impact each other mm -hmm, at a right. human level. Right, yeah. right. Well, it's easier. It's analog. You're like getting back to that. It's easier <laughs> yeah. to understand like human to human interaction and communication. And and we're living in such a weird time now where we're starting to transcend into this AI world or this this human interwoven with technology world. And we're finding it so difficult to remove ourselves from the physical, you know, uh, world. Um, and so it's interesting because it's just this this time in our in humanity is unprecedented we've never had these obstacles yeah. we've never had this information and what we choose to do with it will determine the outcome of our planet and humanity and and 
what's scary is is that fearful men are in charge of these buttons that have these nuclear warheads attached to them and and it's and it's scary it's scary it, it, and i fear for our, our kids and but that should make us more diligent i think in our pursuit of what truth is and and where our space in the world is i think um and p- talking to people like you help us put that kind of stuff into perspective or that we can start to understand and unravel some of these things. We have, we have to start stepping deeper into uh, the recognition that our steps, our actions do impact the entire, our entire human race. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That our choices cannot be so singular or divisive or polarizing that we neglect the greater good for yeah, all. Absolutely. That's uh, yeah. well said. Well said. And beautiful. What a great conversation. How can people get in touch with you? I know you're on TikTok. What is the situation there? Do you have a schedule that you keep? I have a newsletter. People can sign up for the newsletter on my website, oneimprima.com. Uh, O-N-E, spelled out the number, and then Imprima, E-M-P-R-I-M-A dot com. And the social media bars are at the top. They can sign up for the newsletter, get the fixed schedule, but for the most part, I show up when I feel cool. Feel ready to show up. That's cool. Do you do a little thing like before time saying, hey, I'm going to go live, you know, at this time or whatever? Do you do any of that on the TikTok? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I'll, I'll schedule it. A day ahead. Okay. And sometimes it's just I'm doing research in front of me, and I love it. I get great ideas. Like, let's go test. That's this out. cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm Barry's the TikTok person. I'm not. I got sucked uh, into it, man. Did, did. Don't do it. Been, it's evil. No, man. no, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. My sister's trying to get me in on it. Don't do it, dude. You know, Don't I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I'm avoiding it. You know, look, I'll be honest. I had it probably. Well, I don't know maybe 10 years ago or something, whenever it was okay. uh, called Musical.ly. Okay. Um, and then uh, my friend said, no, nah, you want to get rid of that. The Chinese own that. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Um, I never, used yeah. it. I never figured out how to use it anyway. Yeah. But uh, I still don't, you know, and I'm just like, I don't need, I don't need more right. distractions. You're right. You yeah. know, no, because right. I'm, I'll find a good distraction anyway. True. I don't True. need yeah. another one. I'm with you. <laughs> I call it Imprima TV because that's exactly what it is. It's replacing cable right. television. You're right. Yeah, You're yeah. so right. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Well, that's awesome, though. I mean, people because people use that platform, they do great things with it, yeah, and absolutely. and more power to you. You know, we exist mostly in the digital realm of downloading and stuff like that. We don't have a real YouTube presence or anything like that, but um. Yeah, man, we're always happy to have people on to talk to like yourself, and you've been a fantastic guest. We appreciate it. Thank you both. This was so much fun. Yeah, well, it's been a lot of fun for us too. We've definitely, um, you know, had our had our minds blown a few times throughout yeah. this. Yeah. So uh, it's just with a lot of new kind of information yeah. and new new ideas and stuff, and that we're like, wow, people are going to cool. dig it. It's going to yeah, be good. absolutely, absolutely.
Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. Annie, thank you uh, for coming on and uh, wild I, uh, stories. I hearing voices. I, I, uh, I already hear weird voices sometimes. I'm just glad that uh, <laughs> they don't come to me all the time, which I'm sure you know is an interesting thing to deal with. But uh, just great, great stuff. Yeah, being able to figure out that that's not an inner dialogue is, and that there's an outside force, you know, communicating with you um, is that would be, you know, definitely something that you would have to get used to and train to really anticipate yeah. and interpret. Um, yeah. And hers really starting whenever she was deployed in, in Iraq, man. I mean, yeah. that's. Yeah. That's again. It's an intense situation where she was high stress, and then to have that come on, and kind of keeping it to herself because you know, if you start telling anybody that you work with in the military while you're deployed in a high high stress situation like that, you know, hey, I'm hearing voices. Yeah, and they're telling me to do nice things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can't really do that because you will be out of there. Yes. Uh, and ASAP, yes. you know, and, and then they will, so. For sure. Uh, I may or may not have had a acquaintance of mine that uh, decided to use that uh, to get out of the Navy. And the, the picture that he painted for me was not a very kind one. I can tell you that, man. So, uh, yeah, no, I feel her. I feel her. Uh, her her pain in that because yeah you can't really go on about that kind of stuff when you're in that kind of situation for sure yeah yeah but uh, then she again we have had uh you know we've had all so far this month or for the past few weeks we've had a lot of psychics yeah you know, and yeah. everyone we've been learning a lot for sure and this is the first time we've really heard about the council of nine and just a lot of interesting abilities and healings and it's a lot about people being healed with these using their abilities to help others heal yeah you know spiritually and you know emotionally and like her the one thing that really really sparked to me what annie was talking about uh was being able to how she takes somebody i guess spiritually back through their own timeline yeah to talk to themselves, to find out, to recon, to reconcile a memory, yeah. So that they, instead of having it being this thing that they've altered it to through time and emotional filters, right? You know, this event, this is their younger self, basically says, "No, this is what happened," 
and so by doing so somehow corrects it so that they're later on you know it heals the glitch in time or however she described it right i don't know but i find that incredibly fascinating yeah for sure uh just 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 wild yeah i think it's really really cool uh how she you know does that because that is way beyond me (laughs) yeah for sure I can remember a time when we were searching for psychics to get in touch with us. Like, right. we we had a you know in the beginning we just we didn't have very many people that would you know that came on and and we've had a real nice run and yeah, like you said, man, I think I've been learning more about this and not that I understand it at all, but uh, I'm getting more familiar with some of the language and you know every everyone kind of has their own spin on it too which is interesting you know i think that has to do a lot with the way that every individual interacts with the world and so Mm -hmm. um yeah these things get presented in a certain way it's it's cool it's cool to listen to and and uh and it's cool that we can have folks on like annie that have such an interesting life you know story and um just, just incredible, and also Annie, thank you for your service. Uh, if, Absolutely. You, you know, if 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 we didn't say that, I can't remember if we did, but thank you uh, so much. Yes, indeed, and thank you all of you out there. If you are serving or or have served, um, we we really we appreciate you. We we salute you. Um, you know, in in our military or in other nations, you know, um, you know, you guys. And gals and people, you people, you all <laughs> are doing a service that you know that we didn't do. That you know, I didn't have the inclination. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm uh, I'm I'm a teddy bear. You know, I, I'm not a very aggressive or violent person. Not to say that soldiers are, but um, you got to have some something. You know, go get up about yeah. you know. Well, you know, look, my, our 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 football, our high school football coaches didn't ever put me in to play football as a lineman because they thought I was too tender-hearted and soft. That's that shows you how you know that shows you a lot. That's um, your that's your strength, though. That's your yeah, strength, man. Exactly. As an adult, um, but I don't. Yeah, so I don't have the guts to be a soldier. I should, I see, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And I so I, I appreciate everybody yeah, who for sure does you know, and even those who are not in you know combat situations. Yeah. It still it yeah. takes a lot of uh, you know deter- guts and determination and a certain ability mindset to do that kind of work. Yeah, and uh, that's timely know, too, considering kind of what we're you know. I'm not getting political, but, you know, we're living in some crazy times, man, when it comes to uh, political stuff. And um, my heart goes out to to uh, people around the world that are facing yep. adversity. Um, yes. You know, may, may God be with you. And, you know, may we all learn how to live in peace. Absolutely. Because when it all boils down... That's what God, whoever you call God, wants us all to do, is to live together in peace yeah. and in love. Yeah. And, you know, hey, good luck with that human race, you know. Right, right. Um, we, but yeah. we got to believe. Yeah, we got to believe, for sure. Because you know, it's up to us. I mean, it, yeah. if we can't do it, I mean, who's going to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. But no, it, it starts in in moments like these. In in uh, you know when we have a format like this, uh, 
we're able to reach you people, and we're so thankful for that because uh, we have such great relationships with our listeners and uh, and folks that come on. Um, we're able to, to, to get into dialogue and, and learn about people's lives, and I think at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. We've been doing this for you know, going on six years now. And it's like, think about all the people we've met and like, and stories that we've shared and moments we've shared with people. It's like, we wouldn't get that opportunity if it weren't for, you know, this, uh, this platform. Absolutely not. We wouldn't have met so many people that are just incredible human beings. And, um, we look forward to meeting more and that could include you. We always want to talk to you, our listeners, um, you know, if maybe you don't have a psychic abilities, or maybe you haven't had a uh, encounter with a cryptid or a ghost or anything, but you know, you've probably had at least you know a good a good story. You've got a good story. Absolutely. You know, if we can, you know, if we, you can co- come on, get us to laugh, get us to care, get us to cheer, get us to cry. We want to hear all your stories, uh, regardless of you know. Uh, what kind how it you know it is you know hey it doesn't have to be weird it just has to be true it has to be good from and you know from you and uh um that's 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 the the way it goes uh <laughs> it's been the it's been the recipe for success yeah. thus far so yeah. why, why mess with a good thing yeah yeah so we just want to talk to you we want to hear your stories we want to hear your feedback you can uh, send us a feedback through our social medias, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can email us at wywspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, call us on the hotline. It's, uh, it's 513-909-9821. Um, leave us a message there. You know, we just want to we want to connect. We enjoy the connecting. We enjoy exchanging uh, information and ideas and stories and experiences. That's what we love. And uh, we love you, Weirdsville. And it doesn't matter if you've been with us from day one or this is your first time to join us on the episode. We love you. And uh, thank you for joining us and spending a little time with us. And hopefully you'll spend more time with us uh, next week and the week after and the week after uh, in the week after ad nauseum uh, into infinity uh, or however long we do this. Um, contractually, I've got Barry locked into infinity, but we'll see if he uh, <laughs> holds it up. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> maybe we can get some of our psychic friends to, after we both die, we can get some of our psychic friends to take over and then channel us or, you know, coming through uh, to continue on doing with the podcast. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Annie. Thank you again, Weirdsville. We love you. We'll see you next time uh, here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.